Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's time for the Buffalo Plus Podcast. Allen again rolls on the move, lets it fly. Oh, digs! Oh, what a catch! Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Mike Catalano along with Dan Fates. Please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Jenna's on vacation. Much needed, much warranted. She will be back next week. Don't worry about that. But Dan and I holding down the fort while she's gone. Uh, She hates having days off, doesn't she? Miserable. She just hates vacations. Uh, She's not a fan. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we are hoping she's coming back. That's <laughs> <I guess> <laughs> a good point. Would be the issue. All right, a lot's been going on with this Bills team over this past uh, few weeks. We've had the draft that we've talked about, and you can check out all those videos right here on the YouTube channel, Free Agency. It continues, right? This is a long-term plan here. Everybody yeah. focuses on those first few days. That's only a small part of it. And then what's coming up beyond that? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about matchups, what they're attempting to do with this offense, and maybe, Dan, a little bit with the defense. But let's start with the overall plan. Um, What do you think Bean's plan was, and do you believe he's executing it right now? Well, I think his plan was in a few different areas. I think offensively he wanted to add speed. That is something that he has always been high on and and, and has always kind of called it their fastball. Um, So I'm okay with that. And then sticking on the offense, I think they wanted to get more physical. And for the longest time, it was a whole lot of talk, but not the pieces to to execute their plan of being a physical style of running team and things like that. So adding Damian Harris, adding uh, Latavius Murray, drafting Osiris Torrance, I think all of those things make them more physical up front. So so I like those moves. I'm still a little uncertain. I know we'll get to this later. Like, what do you think of the, what needs to still be done? I think there are still some pieces that need to be done, especially on the defensive side, but for the most part, okay. I think yeah. on the offense, I, I, I think he, I think he checked some of the boxes going into this off season. He really wanted to. I, I think this was an off season to, um, I won't say reset. I certainly yeah. won't say rebuild. You got Josh Allen. You have Stephon Diggs. You have elite players on this team. Correct. This is a team that thinks they can win it all, and they should think that way. They have been a contender. They've been a division champ. They've been a playoff team. But when I say reset, I mean they, they're they actually going to get comp picks, a big comp pick okay, in free agency because they gave up a big piece, certainly in terms of money, with Tremaine Edmonds. And, yeah. and Bean talked a little bit about that this week. And then – they have gone the route of retain your own on defense, get mm-hmm. some pieces on offense. But I've said this before here. I love the one-year deals for this team. There is no reason yep. to commit long-term to guys. I think this is a mindset. And a lot of good teams do this. The Patriots have done it for years. The Eagles have done it for years. The Chiefs have done it with players. Mm-hmm. You bring players in 
who can prove to you, you can prove something to them. Maybe they're just one year holdover guys. Maybe they're guys yeah. you bring back, but I like it. I like it for this team and they need yeah. it. It's sort of a transition, Dan, to they still have yeah. a lot of vets to eventually replacing them with young players who can step in. But I yeah. like the idea of it. I like I said, I think he crossed a lot of the boxes. Signing Deontay Hardy adds that element of speed and he's that rack guy on offense. So like there were some needs that I think Bean wasn't oblivious to, obviously. And he 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 checked some of the boxes. Uh, like I said, the running back, he said the wide receiver position and being more physical. I, I still have some concerns, and this is you know kind of going off of your question of what is his plan been? I think he's got caught a little bit with his pants down with the middle linebacker. Like I, it just seems like he doesn't have, you talked about a transition plan. I don't know if there's a transition plan yet as we record this right now on May 4th at the middle linebacker position, because they didn't draft one. They brought back some guys that I think they'd be okay with starting and they didn't make that signing of that bridge middle linebacker like I thought they would. So I, it seems like he's kind of caught a little bit in between. And hearing him talk after the draft, he kind of said that too. Like, yeah, you know, they're all all four of them are going to get a chance. And it's like, if that's where you're going, I, I don't think that that's where he wanted to be, but that's where he has found himself. Maybe there's a systematic change in the defense, which is fine, which I think they're going to see on offense. Like they talk about changing personnel and the way they run their offense. Maybe they're going away from the big linebacker into smaller, speedier, faster linebackers. That could also be it. But right now, it just seems like that middle linebacker position is a little bit in flux of a transition. All right. So I had an issue with the Damian Williams draft pick because I looked at him and thought, Yeah, Dorian. What, yep. what are you, or Dorian Williams, what are you getting here? What, what type of player are you getting here? Um, look, he's certainly respected around he certainly was a big time player in college yeah. uh good tackler all those things but he, you're talking about a guy you know like Tremaine Edmonds a physical freak there playing that position but Bean was on mm. I think it was green light with Chris Long yeah uh and he was talking about Tremaine and he mentioned all those physical traits but he did talk about the things he or referenced the things that maybe weren't as easy for him being a six, five rangy, great athlete, long wingspan, all those kind of things. And he did talk about, you know, matchups. And that's what I wanted to get to uh, the idea of matchups where yeah. you go for faster, quicker, more coverage guys. My thought is when I look at their defense, Sean McDermott has a vision. I think that's why he's taken over calling the plays. I'm not saying this works. I'm saying as you go from nearly every snap on the field, Tremaine Edmonds is there, that middle linebacker, to could we see him in that role? Could we see sometimes it's Tyrell Dodson, A.J. Klein? Right. I mean, I know. could you – how about how about Rap playing that spot? on occasion on third downs or you bring a sixth defensive back basically and you play with yeah. one linebacker I, I i guess i look at it and say the game has changed think of it in the nba where you go small ball five and you go hey we got a guard guys on the perimeter this ain't you know old school where we gotta you know clog the middle um i wonder philosophically and financially not paying tremaine 
is where they are with this. And that's the plan. They got a bunch of guys out there and they'll see how it mixes together. It, that's just the only thing. And like I said, if they make a fundamental change at the position in the system of their defense, that's fine. But we all kind of thought Jack Campbell was a perfect fit because he was like a Tremaine Edmonds. So that is just the only thing where if, if there's a new plan, that's fine. And he doesn't have to tell us. He doesn't have to tell anybody in the media. He doesn't have to do any of that stuff. But if you're looking at what they've done and what maybe they still need to get done, in my opinion, I still think the middle linebacker position can be improved. Yeah. And oh, no. I agree. Looking at, and I was just looking at middle linebackers that are still in the free agent market because, as we saw with um, – I did a video on Puna Ford, not Puna Williams. It's Puna Ford. And the fact that he, to me, is just a perfect fit. And he's another guy that wanted to – there's like a second wave of free agency that happens after the draft because a lot of times teams will bring in guys and they'll work them out. And then they'll say, well, if we can, we'll see how the board falls. Right. And then we'll call you back up. So bills didn't get a defensive tackle in the draft. They signed Puna Ford like four days later, they didn't get a running back in the draft. They signed Latavius Murray. Like Bean has these plans. He's got plan B plan C plan D all these things. Rashawn Evans is still out there as a middle linebacker. And I was just reading uh, Albert Breer, his mailbag. And one of the questions was, why is he still on the market? And his answer is, I don't know. Like he yeah. said that he was really productive with Atlanta. He was productive when it, uh, with the Titans. He's a guy, he said, he's a big physical middle of the line, middle of a defense, interior linebacker. And I'm looking at it and he goes, maybe he thinks he's, he could have gotten more money or he's holding out for a couple more bucks now that the draft's over and a team that didn't get a middle linebacker, maybe they wanted but as, as I say that, they still spent a third-round pick on a linebacker. So I yeah. don't know if they're going to spend – they spent fine, you know draft capital. Are they going to spend financial capital on adding one? But I still think there needs to be improvement. Yeah. I, look, I don't disagree with you that they liked Campbell. It seemed that be the case. But, you know, you go into it saying, we think this kid could step right in and play a version of that role – but that's an awful lot to be thinking to yourself. You know, we're going to sit yeah. there at 27 and dictate our defense based on a guy who had most people had early second round grades on and say, we got to get this guy. Cause if that was the case, yeah. um, and obviously the lions took him so easy. I early, I guess that could have been the case that they were thinking that way, but maybe yeah. they say to themselves, okay, if this is the case, we're going with plan B, which plan B is to go with multiple guys different matchups and, and really change fundamentally the way you play in the, now do we call it, you know, we always talk about the front seven or the, the seven yeah. they play, look at, you know, the way they play, they play with five defensive backs all the time. Do they yeah. get another one on the field? Is that kind of what they're doing? And when I look at Dorian Williams, I thought to myself, do they want this guy to play safety at some point? But if you think about it, it depends on the skill set of the guy. Some guys can yeah. can be that in-the-box guy that maybe still need to learn a little bit more about coverage in the NFL. You know, a guy like Rap, maybe he can be out there. I do think it's a fundamental difference that they were leaning towards. And look, if they thought, they certainly had every reason to believe Campbell could have been there when they were ready to pick. And Detroit right. got a good football player. They got him really early, but they got a good football player. And so they adjusted. So we'll have to see how it plays out. But I get the idea of going smaller yeah. matchup guys. I get the idea of it. It has to play yeah. itself on the field.
I guess my other one thing, and I want to get your perspective on what you still think needs to be done on this roster. This team is evaluating. I know I feel like I'm sounding like I'm beating a dead horse and I'm not trying to be negative here and, and the X factor we'll get to, but I still think this wide receiver room needs to be improved. A hundred percent. There's still veterans to be out, to be had out there. Yeah. And I don't know if Corey Davis is going to be on the market. You know, the jets yeah. have signed, you know, every one of, uh, I mean, come on, seriously. When are they getting touchdown Jesus with the jets? That's going to yeah. happen, right? It's just a matter yeah. of time before he goes there. Uh, you know, there are guys that are going to be free. It's still going to happen. Yeah. And you mentioned these signings. Uh, you know, again, they're in the, they're going to get a compensatory pick now. It looks like a high one for Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah. Um, it's past that point. It doesn't count towards it anymore. That's why they wait on some of these guys once it gets past the draft. So, yeah, I still, I'm with you 100%. I mean, look at what they have on, and we're going to talk about that. And let's, let's just transition yeah. right to that. That's what I wanted to in, use. Yeah. In terms of matchups, okay? Because when I look at their offense, um, in the past, they had matchup issues for teams. Steph, well, Josh Allen is a matchup problem for everybody. It's Stefan Diggs, and in his prime, and he was still in his prime year, Cole Beasley as a matchup mm -hmm. problem for teams. Um, you know, Emmanuel Sa Sanders, John Brown, good players. I don't think they were ever considered at this stage matchup issues. Gabe Davis getting Correct. deep. Yeah. But you're not, he's not Tyreek Hill here. He's a good football player who struggled last year. He's not a matchup problem. The idea of Dalton Kincaid is absolutely to become a matchup problem in the middle of the field. I like that idea. He hasn't stepped foot on a practice field yet, so we don't know. Where do they have matchup advantages, and where do they still need to find them? They need to find a not a bunch of them. And when we talk about matchup issues, I think of defensive coordinators lying awake at night going, how are we going to solve this? And that's why it's so funny. Like Cole Beasley on its own doesn't necessarily – fear you but all of a sudden you add in the pieces with josh allen's mobility coupled with stefan diggs coupled with gabe davis who you know at, at times had really big games and all of a sudden you go ah, this is going to be a tough um it's gonna be a tough week for us to, to solve defensively um i guess to me kincaid is the biggest x factor i think kincaid is going to dictate opposing defenses or that's what the hope is and yeah. i have that hope because while I did my first video and I said I don't get it, I think that it's very old school, the way of running two tight end sets. Like, And everybody says, well, the Patriots did it with Hernandez and Gronk. It's like, yeah, that was like 12 years ago. Like the NFL has changed so much since then. And players are not only faster, they're bigger on top of it. So it used to be if you could just have bigger guys that would just be bullies. Um, Kincaid's going to have to be that X factor. And I like what Brandon Bean had said about running this 12 or 11 and a half personnel, it can dictate the coverage of what the defense does. And it will give you an idea of what defense they're running and you're kind of pushing the tempo and you're pushing the narrative of what you want the defense to do. Yeah. And remember, Mike, I used to talk about it. It's going, oh, well, the defense does this, so we got to change that. And it was like, stop. You're Josh Allen in the Bills offense. You do whatever the defense has to make the adjustment. And if this is what it can be, I like that thought of Dalton Kincaid being that if you want to line them up in line and line them up at the end line of scrimmage, that's going to be tough for a defense for a, a linebacker. If you want to line them up outside, 
man, then you're either pulling that linebacker out or you're getting softer boxes because a corner now is going to have to cover him. So I like that. I think, I think that will simplify some things for my boy, Ken. I'm hoping that will make some things easier for my man, Ken, to find some easier plays and give Josh some of those gimmies. But I think it all is dictated around Dalton Kincaid to really push these mismatches because besides that, Mike, it's just Steph. Yeah, and I think Kincaid can become that, right? You're going to have to prove it to teams, right? I mean, Dawson Knox is a good football player that has made plays for them. Mm -hmm. He's not a matchup issue. He's a good player, Mm -hmm. solid player. He'll be on the field. Yep. I think the snaps still, (laughs) no matter what, it's Knox and Kincaid. But I do think their idea is both can be on the field at the same time, to your point. And your point about the mismatch is the way he runs and where he runs his routes. I mean, he can own the middle of the field. It's a big target. He can be available. He does seem, when you watch him, and again, it's against college defenses, and it's it's a different world that they're playing in, but he does seem to be that guy that can find those areas and being compared him to Beasley with that skill, and that's a big skill, and it takes a time. You know, it, it doesn't mean week one that this is what it's going to be, but this is what you want to build towards, um, and I think – you know, does that open it up for everybody else? Well, that's certainly the hope. And then the other part yeah. is you said it to be a more physical team. I don't think there is a running back that scares anybody. They didn't draft Bijan Robinson here, but yeah. if you can run it more effectively and teams at least have to respect that you can put it on the ground with somebody other than Josh Allen and you can hurt somebody with your run game, you know, look at the chiefs with yeah. Pacheco. Like he is effective. in the run game and in the pass game. And you've got Damian Harris. (laughs) Latavius Murray is still big and physical. I don't know what kind of role he's going to have on a a cheap one-year deal. And you did draft James Cook for that. Again, we're not rehashing this. They're not a, quote, running team. But give give the other team something else to worry about. And look, will this help, uh, Dorsey? You would hope so, right? Middle of the field, run game, more physical presence, help Gabe be who Gabe is. Yep. And then you start, you know, you look at the other guys, Sherfield and Shakir. I don't know what Khalil Shakir is going to be in year two. No I idea. like a lot about the way he moves on the field. I think he is a smooth player. I think he's he's a guy who can help you. I don't know how many snaps he's going to get this year, but in yeah. that role of what would we say, fourth wide receiver for them? Yeah. Right? That's- that's the issue. It's right now. I think he's the third and that's yeah. what scares me a little bit about that wide receiver room to your point about the chiefs and, and how Pacheco is just enough to keep defenses honest. Yeah. There are a lot of people in the mentions in the comments being like Kincaid's like Kelsey. He's like <laughs> Travis Kelsey. And it's like, okay, like let's just pump the brakes real quick. Like Mike, like you said, like he's ever had an NFL helmet on and you're talking about maybe the greatest passing tight end in the history of the NFL, but the chiefs offense is dictated off the coverages that they get from covering Travis Kelsey or the lack thereof, because nobody can seemingly cover him. So if you want to try and like, let's say right now, he's the, the hope is he's a poor man's Travis Kelsey, because that still means he's a really damn good tight end. And it's almost like, 
I remember when when Dawson was playing really well, it was Diggs getting help from it and vice versa. And I think they need to get find that again. Was that Dawson had joked around about that D Dawson should get some of Diggs's money because he was playing well and that was opening stuff up for Steph. And Steph was saying how Dawson was just playing so well. And like, I want to see that again because, like you said, Mike, how many times was it Josh just make magic happen and it yeah. was too much? So to get easier things, a duo's sometimes a duo is enough. And whoever that that Batman or Robin or whoever you want to call it, they just need some of that to feed off one another in big plays where you can go with one another. Like I said, Mike, you make a great point. I never thought we would talk about Cole Beasley as much as we did, but man, was he a safety blanket. And then when the safety blanket got covered, then you could hit the home run with Gabe or then you found Steph. When we talk about playing like Kelsey, there's nothing wrong with saying that the person plays the game in a similar way. Fine mm -hmm. seams, good route runner. Can yep. take off with the ball, not a burner, but makes all the catches, can run the full route tree, all those things, right? This is the way the guy plays. I mean, you guys laugh. I'm going to say he plays a lot like Zach Ertz is the way he plays. You'd take Zach Ertz as a pass catcher in his prime, middle of the field, controls yep. the middle of the field. Kelsey is an extreme. But I remember when Beasley came back, when they signed him, and we got a chance to talk to him about the way he plays, and Josh mentioned it. There are guys who just have that feel. Yep. And that's what, you know, Beasley was always open. He can't run anymore. He was always open, right? And for whatever reason, Kelsey, think about when you think of Travis Kelsey catching passes, how often do you think of him catching a contested ball? Rarely. The guy is, and every team knows coming into it, the game. Correct. And he's not the size of BZ where it's almost like he slithers around. He's 6'4", yeah. 6'5". Six, six, like he's a monster but on he's top not, of But he's not the biggest and fastest. Nope. He's just so good at understanding. And obviously he and Mahomes have a great mix between the yep. two of them. It's obvious. So on, when you say that kind of player, yeah, that's good. They also have digs on the outside who's better than any individual receiver the Chiefs Correct. have. I mean, it's the idea of getting that Correct. type of player. And again, here we are talking about it now. We're a long way off. I'm with you. Bean still needs to be in the market for a veteran wide receiver who can come in. There, there's guys out there all the time. There just yep. are. And so I, I think it's. I think we'll all see, especially after June 1st, there's going to be veterans back on the market yep. uh, with teams because they get their rookies in. They know what they have. And then they make a move. So I think that's the next next step for Bean. Uh, he's one year dealed a lot. Yep. And I could still see that on the offensive side of the ball. Still find him. And who says a team doesn't still want to deal somebody? I don't, I don't think it's DeAndre Hopkins. But by the way, I mean, seriously, it's one minute. He's on the block. And then he's not. They didn't get offered anything for him. If they did, they would have traded him. Yep. So for all we know, Hopkins gets cut loose after June 1st. Because I don't buy anything coming out of that place. So they're a dumpster fire. They have a lot of cap. They have talking to somebody else about this. They them in Houston are projected right now to have the two lowest win totals in Vegas this season. On top of that, people like think about the Arizona Cardinals. They think of Kyler Murray. He ain't playing for a while. Like yeah. he's coming off an ACL surgery. He's owed a lot of money. So if they have the lowest two odds for the lowest fewest win totals. Arizona has both of those picks. 
has both of those picks. Yeah. So if Caleb Williams is coming out in this draft, again, way too far ahead, but there are there are viewed as some really damn good quarterbacks coming out next year. I know we have said that before, and the quarterbacks don't pan out, but they owe Kyler a lot of money. They owe Hopkins a lot of money. They need to find a way out of that. And yeah. it'll just be interesting where everybody's like, you go make a move. And I, and I was the one saying it. I still like Hopkins. It just has to be at the right price to which I keep hearing is Brandon Bean's not budging from whatever his price is. I like, I almost think it's a standing offer with, with Arizona. Hey, we'll offer you a fifth round pick next year. Whenever you guys want it, give us a call. Like, yeah. I, I just think that's just my guess of what it is. And, yeah. But now if he gets cut, you don't got to give up anything. Right. And, and being held on to those picks for 24. And I know that's tough because everybody knows if you throw in something for the future draft, it's supposed to be a deeper draft and all those things. You could, you can always make a deal. Uh, you can also do a deal that is a, you know, a pick that could vary based on how yep. much the guy plays. I, and it doesn't even have to be DeAndre Hopkins. He's just the name that everybody has talked about. So, yep. so that gets us to the last subject I wanted to talk about was between now and then we've talked about them still on the look for players, you know, they're not close yet to the 90 man roster. So they get, there's yeah. more guys coming in. It's what they're going to do. And always keep in mind, it's a 70 man roster during the year. By the time you're done with yep. the practice squad and everybody else too. So things that we're going to be looking for, um, the schedule's coming out on the 11th. looks like that Thursday, the 11th, but I think we're going to hear about London. There's already some whispers about London. What are we hearing? First week in October. Yeah. October 8th. Right, Mike. Yeah, at least that's been because people have been looking at what's out there at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I guess that's interesting. We all know it's going to be somewhere in the beginning of October, and yeah. we know they're playing in London. Uh, it's just a matter of who they play and also. But when that schedule comes out, it's going to be really interesting. I don't think – let me ask you this. Do you think there's any change in the way the Bills are perceived by the league and by the networks when the schedule comes out? Not at all. I don't know. I still think that the Holy Trinity is still Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen of 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 clicks. Now the yeah. Eagles are probably up there too. Now with Jalen Hurts, um, making as much money as you know his contract and things like that. But I right. still think that that Josh Allen moves the needle, Joe Burrow moves the needle, and Patrick Mahomes moved the needle. They just all yeah. happen to be. And I think now a Jets game has to be a primetime game. <laughs> it wasn't before. Think now, about it. How yeah. many times have we gone to the Meadowlands or had the Jets here and it's one o'clock on a Sunday? That yeah. ain't happening this year. There is well, no, no it's certainly at least at, at least one of them is going to be prime time. Could be the first week of the year for all we know. Think about it, though. They also play the NFC East. You have Bills, Giants, Bills, Eagles, Bills, Cowboys in Washington. I know. But those are teams that live on the prime time yep. and playoff teams. So you've got that element, the division is primetime games. They play the Chiefs. They play yep. the Chargers, right? So when you look at, and they got a game in London, which will be, you know, uh, it'll be a morning game here, I guess, right? By the time yeah. they play that one. So yeah, the schedule is, um, Do you I have think, a dream pick for who they play week one? Well, I'm, I'm actually kind of hoping it's not, well, I don't think it's the Chiefs because I don't Correct. think they're putting them back in that game again. Correct. And I don't really think they need, you know, if it's not the Thursday game, I mean, everybody's watching that first week anyhow. I right. don't think they use the Eagles early 
I don't think like first week it's Bills at Eagles to open I agree. the season. I don't I, agree. I don't see that happening. But I think honestly, I think it's Bills Jets. I think they I open think up it's with Bills the Jets. Jets too. I the game I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be Bills Bengals week one in Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't I don't think we're getting that. That to me would I think, just yeah, that would I don't know. I don't want to do that week one. I don't want that to be all the talk going back to Cincinnati. Obviously now it's a much happier story, but right. I, I don't want that to be week one. That's just my yeah. personal opinion. And I don't, I don't think, want it I, yeah. emotionally draining week one. I don't want to happen. I think it's and jets. I, I think it'd be awesome. Sunday night. Yeah. I think it feels like it. The game's going to be in New York or Jersey, right? It would feel like it. They're going to have him open. Um, by the way, how about the way that man has sacrificed Aaron Rodgers by getting, you know, he's, he's just said, I am going to just suck it up and spend several weeks in New York City being treated like a hero at every game I go to. Man, he is a dedicated guy, isn't he? Team totally. guy first, isn't he? Yeah. What was he at? The I, hockey games? He was at the Rangers? Oh, he's at the Knicks games. He's courtside. Forced yeah. to sit near Jessica Alba, which sounds yeah. terrible to sit through a yeah. whole game with that. And he did it because he is a team guy first. Totally. And he's getting and, and he's and he's getting all of his friends' jobs too. Randall Cobb, he's yeah. coming in because he's not 97 years old. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's got sauce with him. You know, he's the cool, he's the cool Uncle Aaron. He's hanging the, with the kids, right? Yeah, he's, and he's the dad dropping off his kid at college and going to the bookstore for a new hoodie. That's who he was showing up. Slow-mo. Everything is slow-mo. Look, I, he's not that slow yet. I mean, he's look, he's really good still. He's still, I mean, it's a huge upgrade for the Jets. And as we talk about it, man, the Bills schedule has virtually no duds. I mean, nope. there's a few. Washington's a dud at the moment. Uh, there's a There's a couple more on there, but... Um, when New England is the quote dud of the division, just because they don't have the exciting players, it's still the Patriots, but they don't yeah. have, they may be tough. They may be a different team this year, but they're not. And it, they really aren't. If they weren't wearing Patriots uniforms, it would be that, but man, the rest of that schedule, there's very few duds in there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It'll be another, like I said, I don't see how they don't get the max of, of primetime games again. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's there's no question. So that is coming up on the 11th, uh, and then we'll the see schedule, Josh here. The schedule yeah. of the schedule of the schedule release. Yeah, they're so good at that. They have announced the schedule of when the schedule will be released. And well done, NFL. But they will announce. They always do. They will announce the Europe games. I think they they do some of those games. They'll announce the opening game. They they they've turned that into like a week long thing. My guess is. Monday, Tuesday, you'll see, boom, it'll come out who they're playing and when on in London, you'll see who the Chiefs are playing on the opening night, the first Sunday night game, the first Monday night game, all those things. So, hey, I know a lot of people still love Sunday at one. We'll get a few of those, but this team still ain't Sunday at one. They are no. prime time. They are big. Oh, and I'm also hearing, and I don't know if it's true, that that Amazon Friday game, that there was some thought that it could be the Bills, and it still could be, that it might be Eagles-Giants. At least that's been, uh, I think Peter King was saying, is it's really leaning towards Eagles-Giants on that Friday. But we'll see. I mean. There's no Thanksgiving game. We, no the Thanksgiving. Bill, the I Bills respectfully decline. They respectfully decline. Yeah. I, I told Raj, I said, listen, th three out of four years, 
It's enough. We'll stay home and have turkey. Was that after you helped Bean through the draft, or was that before? Yeah, we worked on some stuff, Brandon and I yeah. did. Uh, but um, yeah, it's going to be fun, and we'll get ready for camp. Okay, that's going to do it for us. Remember, Jenna relaxing on her vacation. She's back next week. I mean, what are you going to do? We're going to we'll hear we will hear all about it. Yes, I've seen we pictures. Will. It looks incredible. Yes. So she's having a lot of fun, but she'll be back with us and uh, we'll be getting you ready. We'll be reacting to the schedule. We'll be reacting to any other free agent moves. So there's plenty of video here on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe for Dan Fates. I'm Mike Catalano. We'll see you next time on Buffalo Plus.